Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Testing, testing, testing on the mic. One, two, three. Thank you very much for joining me on this week's podcast. Just want to say thank you so much for all the support you've been giving me on Patreon. Really do appreciate it. And thanks to everybody that's been listening to this podcast. It really does mean the world to me. And to Golden Baked Jam Buns for their support. Your lovely, delicious jam buns continue to rock my world. Deli fresh taste right from your freezer. Very tasty. Now, no messing around today. The hospitality sector in Ireland is saying that they're going to be opening up very, very soon indeed in the next couple of weeks. Which means you will be able to go for that delicious pint that you've been dreaming about or... If you want to eat a snack in a bar with other people, maybe you want to get some chicken wings, cover your face in that greasy buffalo juice while looking at other people, while having people in close enough proximity to yourself. All that is going to be available very, very soon because it seems like the doors are slowly opening up, which is great news, you know. And um, what's going to happen now is that they're going to have a lot of outdoor dining. So you're going to have people sitting outside in the freezing cold drinking pints of Guinness. How are we going to get around this? Well, there's been rumours going around town that there's loads of, you know, those heaters that you see in canopies on the go. Apparently, Irish pubs and bars have ordered in a load of these. Now, I don't know if that's going to cut the cheese. What you'd really want to do is keep the outdoor dining is brilliant. I love it. I love sitting outside looking at people while I'm drinking a pint or having a sandwich or whatever. You know, you've... You see the way they do it in other countries and it's absolutely amazing. But the likes of France, Spain, Portugal, all the other places, they have the sun. They can do it with the sun. It's fine to sit out there. But in Ireland, it's just that big cold. So what do you do? The heaters, brilliant idea. Let's get them in. Let's turn them up full blast and let's give the customers blankets. Okay, what's next? Well, let's put a little wall around the people. I know it's outside, but put a little wall around with insulation just to stop the breeze coming in because the breeze is a big thing in Ireland too. So... We want to stop the breeze coming in. Okay, brilliant. Now we stop the breeze. We've got the heat coming in. What's next? Put a small, tiny roof as well, just in case it does rain and you want to stop the rain because you got the heat, you got to stop the wind, and now you've got the roof on you. So basically, um, you're basically sitting inside is what I'm, what I'm trying to say. So that's what I want to be doing. Um, I don't know how it's going to work. I hope it will work. I, um, I'm looking forward to being around people. I really am. Looking forward to being in the company of lads, just touching elbows, even though I don't even know if that's allowed anymore. Um, not, not that I did that anyways, but you know what I mean? When you're right up beside somebody and you can feel the energy of that person. That's, that's an important part of the whole hospitality sector, to be up close and personal with people, strangers, people, you know, family, friends. And um, I suppose with the whole COVID thing, that's kind of gone out the window now, so I don't know what we're going to do instead. But I'll tell you what, I, I do believe that the rebirth of the pub will not be outdoor dining. In fact, I believe it's going to be the shebeen. Now, I have I've not sampled any shebeens since the lockdown, unfortunately. But I've heard wicked rumours about them and they sound very cosy indeed. Now, what a shebeen is, it's a very, very small version of a big pub. And you'll only fit about five lads into a shebeen. And normally you'll only have two or three choices of beers if you're lucky. Chances are you might only have one. You might have Guinness on tap or you might have Schmidwicks on tap. And um, it's a very much, it's a, it's 
sort of a cut down version of a pub you might only have one type of bacon fry and you might have a toilet that everyone has to share which is fine by me and i think that maybe in some ways the pub needed that because the way the pubs were going they were getting too orientated around music and no sorry not music but uh you know people looking cool and having all these mirrors in the pub and the character was kind of going out of the pub so what the she bean is going to do is it's going to be a rebirth of the pub it's a phoenix from the flames come up from the ashes what are we left with now after this covid19 has bit us in the arse we're going to be left with lads across the country run small pubs in the in ditches and in fields and in the corners of places that you've never been before there'll be no roads down to it there'll be no park in the car you won't be able to go you won't be able to you have to climb over ditches to get there is what i'm trying to say and um i'm excited about it i'm very excited about it now i don't know if the she beans are legal or not maybe the government should think about making them legal um because they're a great job you know and then you can have more she beans as opposed to as opposed to having these super pubs like uh, you know the Witherspoons, where it's cheap beer, but there's no crack at all. You don't you don't want those. Even though, now I did hear recently that um, your man Donnelly is on about putting up the price of the drink. He's putting up the price of the drink because he reckons that right now you can buy drink for pocket money. It's so cheap. It's cheaper than water in some places. Um, that's a that's you know. It's a tricky one, you know, it's a tricky one because I know what he's saying, but at the same time, are we not adults? Are we not allowed to choose what we want to do ourselves? Why don't you do something about all the sugar that's on the shelves when you go into the shops? You walk into a shop there and you look at a Snickers or Mars or Kit Kat Chunky or whatever, and it's right there in your eye line and it's up there at the till and it's at your most vulnerable point when you're just about to buy something. Okay, here, let me let me get a family pack of Kit Kat Chunkies. You go into the car then and you polish them off. Right, there's no talk about that. So, you know, maybe he needs to get his priorities straight and let us adults decide what we want to do. And don't be worrying about putting up the prices of the drink. Don't be worrying about that. If anything, you need to be worrying about getting she beans legalized so that lads like myself and lads like my father can go into these pubs and get back to what we do good. And get back to what we do right because the Irish pub is the cornerstone of well it's not the cornerstone of Irish culture but it's a very big deal everyone around the world when you meet them you know they, they know about Irish pubs anywhere you go New York City what's the first thing you see when you get off the plane in New York City it's a big owl Irish pub you go in there you have an Irish fry up and you get yourself three packets of bacon fries packets of nuts take the shirt off any man's back good old Paddy Lashty God rest your soul mate but um, the hospitality thing, I don't know. I don't know how it's going to work. I really hope it works out. The thing about Ireland and the whole outdoor eating is that we just do not have the weather for it. And I wish we did. This whole global warming situation. I, don't, I mean, I was freezing today and it's May. So I don't know what we're going to do about that. Um, but it would be, you know, the idea of eating outside and drinking outside is lovely. It's my favourite place to drink is outside and, and eat food. So I can be looking at people walking past because I'm a real nosy, 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 nosy man when it comes to drinking and eating and watching people. Um, But it would be nice, though. It would be nice if the weather picked up a small bit. But sure, I don't know if we can do anything about that, really. So it's going to be an interesting one the next couple of months to see what's, 
what's going to happen with uh, with all these gastro pubs and everything else and the outdoor eating. There's going to be people just sitting on the footpath eating sandwiches just to be outside. And uh, you don't blame them at all because it's everyone's just gagging to get outside now again. And, uh, you know, because what they have now is they have that lad that goes round in a van and he's got a couple of kegs in the boot. And he'd pull up to your house. You'd call him up and say, come up the house there and give us fucking 15 pints. And he'd come up the house then and uh, he'll open the back door of the van and he'd stick in 15 glasses and he'd fill them up and then he'd charge you. And it's the closest thing you can get to a real pint while also charging you real pub prices. It's about €6. Euro. And it's uh, steep enough. Um, but you can't beat the atmosphere of the pub. You can't. I know the likes of Timber Bar and those places are very expensive, but as my cousin, he's from America, and he loves being out in Timber Bar, and I didn't really get it before. I didn't understand because I thought it was just a rip-off. It was a way to catch tourists. He said, dude, dude, this place, it's all about the experience. And I thought to myself, you know what? You're bloody right. I went up the bar then, and I paid nine quid for a course light, and I was sickened. In other big news, pregnant women and people in their 50s are going to get vaccinated next week. I don't know what the story of this whole situation is, but I've heard no word about this at all. I'm mid well, late 30s. I'm, I'm middle to the middle of my late 30s, if that makes sense. I'm not going to give me, me number away exactly, but I've heard nothing from anyone. And I want to go to Costa del Sal. So someone needs to get onto me pronto and let me know when I can go in there. But no, um, in all seriousness, though, it's, um, you know, hopefully now when we all get these vaccinations or whatever, the places will all start opening up again. I don't know how it's going to work. Like, are you going to have to show people in the airport a vaccination passport or, or what are you going to have to do about that? My um, my parents now, they've been vaccinated. So they got it about two days ago and uh, they had different reactions to it. My mother was, her arm was sore. She was like, just hurts the arm there now. It's a bit, it's a bit sore now, but I'm delighted they got it absolutely delighted she was flying she was buzzing and my father then he was like she said i don't know about that no he every time like something he, you know every time he felt like a heartbeat beating too fast or he felt he had a twitch in his eye or maybe he had a bit of gas in his stomach he was like oh fuck i don't know about that no this might come back to bite me in the arse he was much more skeptical whether well, my, my mother was much more ah you know what just listen we're gonna have to do it anyways and I think that's been the same the scenario with a lot of people. They're either very sceptical about the whole thing or they're just like, just give it to me so I can go on holiday again. And we're all gagging to go on holiday. We're all gagging to get down there on the beaches of Portugal, take off all the clothes, strip off and say, here I am. I've got my injection. What's next? And you just run to the water, completely naked still, by the way. Everyone's looking at you and they're like, that lad got his injections. Um... No, but it'll probably only end up swimming in pontoon of Foxford County Mayo this summer. I doubt there'll be any flying for me this year, unfortunately. Although I would love to get away. I was only reminiscing there the other day with uh, somebody about the last time I got to go to the beach. I remember, I think I was telling you before on a different podcast that there was a, it was a beach there. I, I flew into Faro from Knock Airport, which is a very good airport. It's a small airport there in County Mayo that was built by a priest. Or it wasn't built by a priest, but he's the one who got the whole thing up and running. It wasn't really meant to be built. But the priest, he ordered a load of dump trucks to come down with stones and 
lay down a, an old, uh, what you call those things, um, like a driveway or wherever the plane lands, you know. And anyways, he ended up getting the airport built and now it's it's, it's a great, uh, important element of the of the Mayo countryside and it brings a lot of tourism to the county. And unfortunately, with COVID, like everywhere else, it's been closed. Well, it hasn't been closed. There's been a few flights going in and out. But anyways, one of the flights that they were doing was to Faro. And uh, the thing about the airport that was great was that there'd be no one there. So you get through in about 15 minutes. Not like, you know, Dublin Airport where you'd have to be there for two or three hours before any flight. So you'd get there about an hour before your flight. You'd run, get through the customs fairly handy. And then before you knew it, as I said, you'd be over in Pharaoh. But anyways, Pharaoh itself, it's, uh, I don't know if you've ever, if you've never been there, it's basically a place for wrinkly people to go to do a bit of praying. But also there's some nice beaches there as well. And I was down the beaches when I was over there. And um, I'll never forget it. Everyone was nicely tanned and everyone was looking really sexy. And there I was and I was in a pair of Astro soccer football shorts AstroTurf soccer football shorts, whatever the hell they are. You know the shorts you'd buy with a bit of knitting on the inside. And uh, I was minding my own business on the beach. And I was still cannot get this image out of my head. There was a man and woman walking around the beach. And they had next to nothing on. And I wasn't looking out of perversion. I wasn't trying to be a pervert. I wasn't trying to take, you know, mental notes for later on in life. But I was looking at them and I was thinking... Jesus, they've got some confidence, haven't they? And um, this has really got nothing to do with COVID. I just, I was just thinking about it the other day. Of I wish, you know, I wish I could be at that level of confidence in my own life, where I could walk around a beach, just with everything hanging out. And they were, you know, like, and they weren't even in great shape, which was the great thing about it. I thought he he had a small bit of a belly on him, so did she. Um, she had really pointed boobs. He had a really um. He didn't have a micro, will he? But um, it was it was it was no bigger than mine, anyways. If that's what you're asking. But I did admire his confidence, and he had a really hairy chest. And uh, the two of them were just kind of like lying down in the middle of everyone, and everyone else had their clothes on. But they were sort of the centerpiece that everyone was looking at. I know I was certainly looking at them. In fact, a couple of times I was looking over probably a bit too much, because I did see them looking back at me as if to say, "What the fuck are you looking at?" But I mean. Let's be honest here, and please tell me what you think about this. If someone is naked on the beach, and you walk past them, honestly, tell me the truth. Would you not even look at their flute? I mean, I was looking at his flute on the beach, and there, and I'm, I'm just putting that out there. I was looking at his willy on the beach, and I was thinking about this the other day, and I'm a straight man, but for some reason... I was more concerned with his flute than anything else. I just wanted to see how it compared to mine. And um, there was nothing, you know, I wasn't trying to be a pervert about the situation. I was just thinking, well, if he can do it, then why can't I do it? I w and I, I was this close to stripping off. And I was just thinking to myself the other day, as soon as I get to go on that airport again, or the airplane, I should say, sorry, I can't even talk. As soon as I get to go on the airplane again, I'm going straight to Pharaoh. I'm not even packing anything. I'm just gonna have I'm just gonna have a bag of luggage with me, just for the sake of it. But I'm gonna have nothing in the bag. I'm gonna drop my bag off at the Airbnb or the hostel or the hotel or wherever. I'm gonna go down to the beach with absolutely nothing on, and I'm wondering, will anyone out there join me? 
had a question during the week from a lady, and I won't give her name away, but she said that she's having a lot of vanilla sex with her fella. She doesn't find it spicy anymore, and she's wondering what's the best way to spice things up in the bedroom. So if anyone out there has got any suggestions on how they could spice things up in the bedroom, please do let me know. And I'll give my two cents now on how I think you, you could go about making things a bit more spicy between the sheets. Um, what I find is very good, what I find has worked for me over the years is you have a lot of mirrors in the bedroom and then you can watch yourself, not just watching yourself, but you can watch the two of you going at it. And it's very much like watching a movie of yourself in it, if that makes sense. And it gives you a different perspective because when you're in... When you're, when you're making love to somebody, or having sex, whatever you want to call it, I don't care, I'm 37 now, okay? Whatever you want to do, do it. But normally, you're sitting there, you're in your position, and they're in their position. And, you know, it's not really like what you see on camera because there's more angles to see. So you want to get more angles involved. So that's one of the first things I would say. Spice it up with a couple of mirrors in the bedroom. Put one on the roof. Put a massive one on the door. Put one at the end of the bed and put one that's probably that's probably plenty actually now number two music music is very important when it comes to passion sex making um bit of barry white playing in the background very softly bit of tom jones you know you're not unusual to me love judy that kind of stuff going on that i find that that really does uh help the mood now this is this is the best tip of all. This, this is the one that really, really, really gets things going. Um, what you want to do is you want to have the lighting perfect. Just perfect. Not, not enough so that you can see my face or their face. You don't, you don't really want to see the face or, you know what I mean? It's like, I'm not in a bad way, but like it's, you know, for example, my face, it doesn't suit sex. So you don't want to see my face. So what you want to do is you want to have the light and perfectly so that it's kind of like shadowy and you're just like, ooh, this looks very sensual. So I would say to you, and I won't give your name, but I would say to you is try to get the lighting perfect. Pull the curtains, have a ma have maybe a small little lamp on in the corner and create a perfect ambience in the room light-wise. And also the room has to be warm. You can't be making love to someone when it's cold. It just doesn't work because the sheets fall off. And before you know it, then there's four very pointy nipples that just just it's dangerous for a start. So there are some of the tips that I would do anyways. Um, and I hope they do work for you. And also, I mean, you know, talking, talking filthy in the bedroom is very nice too. You know, people have different, you know, the best thing you can do. Some people don't like talking dirty, so I might take that one back. But what you can do is talk to them and say, listen, what do you like? And everyone likes different things. I was talking to a fellow the other, day, the other day and he said he loves sucking toes. Now, I didn't get that at all, but that's what he loved to do. And he couldn't explain it to me. I said to him, why, why do you like feet so much? This guy is addicted to feet. He goes, I just love the shape of them. And I was looking at him going, what are you talking about? You love, you love the shape of feet and you love sucking toes. And I said, do you, do you go through all 10 toes? He goes, I go through all 10. I start off with the baby toe and I work my way up to the big toe. And I do the same on the far side. And, I, and he said, that's enough for me. So everyone is different. So what I would say to you is maybe talk to your fella and say, listen, is there anything you like? And maybe once a month you could say to him, I'm going to do whatever you want in the bedroom. And then once a month, maybe he can do or you can do whatever you want in the bedroom. And it could involve dildos. It could involve sex toys. It could involve anything. 
But the main thing is to enjoy yourself. Don't judge yourself. Just enjoy it. Don't have any of that Catholic guilt. Just get stuck in. Enjoy yourself. You only live once. You deserve to be happy between the sheets. Okay, so get stuck in. Let me know how you get on. Thank you very much. And so, folks, I will, bind you, I will bid you a fond farewell. I'm heading off to bed now. But thank you very much again for all the support. I really do appreciate it. This Sunday, I'm going to do a visual recording. I'm going to put it up here on my Patreon. Check it out. If you've got any questions, please do let me know below or email me at owncollegegmail.com or send me a message on Instagram. Would love to hear from you. Besides that, have an absolutely beautiful evening, nighttime, I should say. Enjoy your Friday tomorrow, and I will chat to you very soon. Mm-hmm.